In a place where I can hide, I need serenity. Go get it then, man. Remember that chick? Who's that? Serenity Hicks. Yeah, yeah. I told Mercedes, if her name was Serenity, I'd play this like every time breakfast was ready. I need serenity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or you need help out in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) I need serenity. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to episode seven of the Pouring Smoke podcast. I'm Seth, if you didn't know that by now. (sighs) Don't make me do this again. (laughs) We did this last episode. I was like, and I'm Dylan. Dude, how funny was Mr. Bean? I love Mr. Bean. Fucking love Mr. Dude, Bean. He's so underrated. Like, when those little memes comes up and stuff, I just, like, it, it takes you back. <laughs> like, that one where he thought, uh, given the the bird was, like, waving in that country, like, it was a good thing, like, flipping people off. So he's, like, hanging out the window, <laughs> just flipping everybody That's off. That's from his oh, movie that he did, that one. When he made a oh, yeah. Mr. Bean movie. No, I show those ones. I show those videos to my kids in class sometimes, and I and I'll watch it, man, ten times, and I laugh every single time. It's great. It's <laughs> great because it. yeah, man. But like, he's one of those that like he he's funny to the whole world because he doesn't have to talk. So like his his comedy has universal language. You know, like everybody can understand what he's doing and like why it's funny. So yeah, it's nice, know, man. Right? He's yeah. got that dude. That's genius. It spills over into like. Every culture. Yeah. And even um, when you hear comedians talk about their act, it sounds like the more you can trim out, the better. Like, the more simple you can make the joke, the better. That's why, like, Anthony Jeselnik, that's his whole thing. <laughs> he just, he takes everything out of it where it's just skin and bones, and then, but he still hits it, you know, he, on, the, on the mark. And so, you got Mr. Bean, he don't have to say anything. Yeah. You know, genius. He goes right to it. Yes. Yeah, and I love that slapstick style humor. It's so funny just being just everybody just being goofy and silly. And um, Did you appreciate and yeah. enjoy the Three Stooges? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who was it? Man. Curly Moe and Larry. Larry. <laughs> yeah, Larry Curly. Fucking Moe. Larry, man. Dude, Larry was the guy that did your tattoo, right? Your Chinese symbol. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Right? Yeah. The <laughs> Le- Leroy. Le- oh, like the Louise. Way. That's what it was. <laughs> you did it. No, one. no. Louise did your In God We Trust. Yeah. Not In God We Trust. I didn't get like a dollar bill tattooed on me. <laughs> my, my, my God is my judge. Close enough, though. I get what Not you're... even. No. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> just one of them quotes you know what i mean no three students is great man i could always again one of those like no matter how many times i've seen one of their episodes i can go back and watch it and i know what's gonna happen next and i'm just still gonna laugh every time uh yeah, yeah. man just shit just doesn't get old to me it's just something about like that old silly comedy man that that i don't know i appreciate i enjoy i kind of grew up on it though man like my dad I wouldn't say he like forced it on me, but like we watched it a lot as kids. Um, he really liked it, and so he watched it a lot. We watched it, and you know, it's just something that you grow yeah. up with. So like you, I don't know. Oh man, I know. That's why I, there's a lot of music I listen to to this day that like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Eddie mm-hmm. Money, you know Nirvana, um, just. Collective soul, all these people is just from because my parents listened to it. And 
What's really interesting is like back in the 70s and 80s, I think, maybe it was the 70s when hip hop was like really getting going. Like these kids didn't have what they have now where there's a bunch of sounds on programs. You had to break down your parents' records, right? Mm -hmm. So like your parent listened to Al Green. And so you would take an Al Green record and every time like a drum would hit or uh, ladies would sing or Al would say something cool, you could turn each sound into a beat, like a part of a beat, like a drum hit. And then, so you had to have the turntables, and then that's what, when they say sample a record, they would sample that record, get all the sounds out of it, and then turn that into a hip-hop beat. So it was like, mm. what those kids' parents were listening to, that's, that was like the origin of hip-hop beats. That's how beats were made in the beginning. You know, now you don't need records, or everything's just, all the samples are already plugged into these programs but back in the day that's how it started you had to go through and pick through the record it's really really neat and people still do that till this day you can go to old um record stores or or freaking man garage sales man you can pick up so many records at garage sales for nothing and then come home and pick them apart and make you a beat man that's so cool i love that yeah you know like i don't man see i i i wasn't really influenced by my parents music I mean, first of all, like my parents split when I was like, you know, 12 years old. Uh, But like my dad, man, like, you know, um, we were we were, you know, church on Sunday and Wednesday type of family and whatnot. So like we were in the car with my dad or if he was listening to music, a lot of the time it was like like a Christian radio station or something. But like I didn't really care for that. So if I got to choose music, I would be by myself with my brother and I'd have to find something on my own. Eminem. Kind of like that I liked or I would listen to something that a friend might have listened hey, to. Hey, kids, to like, you like violence? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me stick nine-inch nails to each one of my eyelids? Yeah. Dad, look, just listen like, to this guy <laughs> called Slim Shady. You're going to love him. <gasps> oh, he sounds nice. He's like, yeah, we're we're going to church early Slim this Sunday. So. Shady. <laughs> So y'all went Sundays and Wednesdays. Sundays man, and Wednesday, that's, man. That's commitment. Sunday morning. Well, pff, like I had a choice. Yeah, and it's super popular, too. Like, really popular. To the point where you just don't even question it. It's like wearing pants. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a commercial that just the other day. There was a guy. <laughs> okay, so it was this guy who was in the war, right? And, like, he lost both of his legs. Like, cut off at the hip, lost his legs. But the dude was still wearing pants with a belt, like sitting in a chair. And I was asking, with like, the belt. with a belt. I was like, like, I get what you're trying to go for with style. But at the same time, is khakis with a belt really necessary? Or should you just wear, like, maybe a little bit of an oversized shirt? Like, I don't think pants are really necessary if you don't have legs. Man, war. That's that's nuts. Like just to think that I could sign up right now, go out there and get my legs blown off. Like that's going on. Could right you now. sign up right now? Yeah, definitely. Is there an, what's the age limit for signing up for military? I've heard of guys going back at like in their late thirties. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it. Could not do military. Like I was close. I was close in high school when I got done with high school. You know, did like the little test and talked to recruiters and shit like that, but. Uh, yeah, man, it's uh, not for me, not for me, yeah. man. Thank God for those guys, for sure. The people that do that, for oh, man, well, I mean, absolutely. it's amazing. Like balls the size of grapefruits, 
but me, man, I was just so selfish and stingy and like, man, I don't want to, I've been other, under other people's authority for so long. Like, why would I want to yeah. keep that going? That's the last thing I want is more authority. Right. And, uh, that was my mindset at 18. I can agree with that. I think that's probably a lot of where my head was at too at the time. Yeah. Um, but then you look like, what is it? A 20 year retirement? Like you go for 20 years. You get all the perks, and then you can retire. Yeah. And you Before you're 40? Like, 40 years yeah, old? that's kick-ass. 38, and you could have a retirement coming in from the military. They pay for your college, and I'm sure there's probably some, you know, uh, monthly income along with that as well that's outside of the retirement, like a pension or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but or all the words. But... um. Man, what a hell of a deal. Yeah. You know? Then again, you got to travel and live with a bunch of dudes for 20 years. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it just changes you. What do you do differently? Like, going back, say, all right, say say this weekend you're graduating high school. What, going back now, I don't want to say, like, knowing what you know, because that's, that's kind of, you can't really do that. But, like, if you could maybe go a different way, like, what do you think you might you might do differently. <laughs> well, the whole question is kind of based on a knowing what you know. Yeah. yeah. I guess it I guess it's like loosely knowing what you know. Cuz uh, like initially I'm like, okay, I would invest in Bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> and then cash out in 2018. <laughs> I, it, that's a 10-year retirement. Just fuck off for ten years. Like, what are you gonna do with your life? Like, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> I got eighteen. I got, I got about four Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Is that how much you need for Bitcoin? How much is one Bitcoin even worth? I don't know. Let's look it up. I think it's. I think a single Bitcoin a actually amount. is worth a large amount. So, like, if you own Bitcoin, like you own oh, fractions sure. of a Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Um, one Bitcoin is. Eight grand right now. That's a lot. Yeah. I wonder what it started at. Like when you were like when people <laughs> first had the option to buy it, it was like was it equal to a dollar? I, I swear I read something. This guy said he he paid like ten bitcoins for a pizza once. What? Yeah. Like they were just throwing them around because it wasn't really worth much. Dang man. Uh oh yeah yeah look March twenty ten. Oh my god. They were worth point zero zero three cents in twenty ten. Point zero zero three cents. So like if you would have bought a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, I mean you'd be you'd a multi millionaire. You'd be Oprah rich right now. Not even kidding. Cause in twenty eighteen they peaked, right? So what was the uh twenty eight twenty Let me see. I think at the peak they were worth a ton of money. Yeah, I don't know. Makes you want to kind of start looking around and seeing what's available for really cheap, right? But I guess you like you never really know what's what's going to be the next big thing. I guess if you research enough and put the time into, you know, finding trends and shit like that, maybe you could find that next Bitcoin. But man, that's crazy. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Um, it said at the beginning of July in 2019, Bitcoin price. Extremely rose up to twelve thousand dollars. 
Damn. $12,000 a piece when originally they were point zero zero three cents. So if something that shoots up that high and like you bought in at the God. beginning and it gets up that high, do you do you keep hanging on thinking, man, like how yeah. high can this go? Like at like what amount do you think that you'd be like, okay, I'm going to cash out and uh I think that's what happened to people in the beginning. They were super cheap and then they got up to being like $100 a piece or something. And then everybody cashed out, and that was about a decade ago. And then it came back around, and they were worth, like, a stupid amount. So nobody really had any because they cashed out when they thought, oh, this is this is a boom, this is a peak. Mm-hmm. They're starting to drop. And then all of a sudden, it just skyrocketed. <laughs> so everybody's like, fuck. Like, I sold them for 100 bucks. I could have made literally $3 million, you know? Mm. God, oh, yeah. Bizarre. Those numbers, those facts, those years, everything, all that I just said was probably so butchered and out of whack, but it's something like that. Oh, you're not like reading that off of Google or something? <laughs> Are you just making that shit up as you no, talk? No, I'm looking, I'm, I am looking at stats and I do know a little bit, but like the specifics, the years, the prices, all that stuff. I just know that it was cheap. It's like fucking gullible me. You're going to be telling me all those numbers that may not even be accurate. I'm going to go into work tomorrow and start talking about Bitcoin to people and look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just be worth point. No, no. I am looking. Look, it said you can see this graph here. It's like 2014. It was it, it looks like maybe a five billion dollar company in 2014. Four years later in 2018, it's well over 300 billion so you go from one to five billion all the way to um, it looks like maybe three hundred and fifty billion dollars is what it was worth. Was it worth. B? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Has Bitcoin ever sold to somebody else? Like the owners or the like the founders itself. of Bitcoin? Like, did they ever? I don't know. Who founded that, anyways? They're... That has to be the future, right? Like, we're not. Who really carries cash around anymore? I mean, it just gets converted into this um, online number anyways. I don't know. I'm pretty and, sure there's uh, a Netflix documentary about Bitcoin. I haven't watched yeah. it, but I think I've, I've seen something about it. I don't know, man. I think I did watch it. It was a couple years ago. I think it's funny. It, like, spiked, and then everybody started buying it. That is the worst time to buy things when, when they're hot. You don't buy things when they're hot. You buy things when um, everybody's skeptical about it. You know, or everybody's broke and you have money because everybody spent their money. Buying when it's starting to rise, that's a terrible idea. Hmm. But people did that in 2018 and they're probably because it, it, it dipped again in 2019. Like it went from over 300 billion back to um, under 100 hmm. just a year later. Yeah. Third. <laughs> you got some so money funny. in stocks right now, don't you? Yeah, I got, I got some money in stocks. Have they moved much? A couple of, recently, couple here, a couple there. Man, I've had them for so long. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the last time I checked them, but it's a steady growth. Yeah, and then I bought. Um, we bought fifty shares in High Times as well, like last year, I think when it. Which that might have been a dumb idea. I don't know, but <laughs> they were. Um, I think we spent like five hundred bucks and uh, got fifty shares. But high times, dude. I'm telling you, high high times is gonna be the Netflix of pot. 
You think so? I think so. I really do. I think so. I know they've been in magazine for a long time. For sure. Everybody refers to them, too. Like, if you were to watch something now, if, like, you bring up a, a competition or um, just anything, they always reference High Times. High Times is like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's High Times. They've been doing it, dude. they got the structure, the foundation. I just, I really um, have a lot of faith in that company. Plus, the logo, that red and white. I know I've talked about this before, but there's something about that red and white with the bold, like, lettering. It, it's it it always works. I uh I thought I saw something recently, but again, like there hasn't been like official word put out on it put out on it is more of like a you know, I heard through some sources that this is gonna happen. But supposedly like uh government is supposed to be voting soon about um federally decriminalizing marijuana or like legalizing marijuana soon. Like on the federal level. But then again, like I said, it's only been through sources that have been saying that like, it's supposed to be like on their next ballot coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it, it it's like so frustrating just how hamster slow politics and laws are like, we got those old ass politicians. That, that's something like, that you shouldn't even have to ponder on. Like, why are we still even having this conversation? Like, you bring it up, and I'm just like, I have this eye roll moment. Because it's because like, it's a bunch of old motherfuckers okay. in Congress, man, who are like making these laws and decisions, who were around <laughs> in the you know when Reagan put the war on drugs into place. You know, they were <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. and teens, and they were like, you know, they've just been rolling with it ever since. Like Joe Biden, man, who's running for president right now, just said recently that he does not plan to legalize marijuana because he says it's a gateway drug. Like these people are still caught in that mindset and like that concept of you know, the marijuana propaganda of, you know, what they think it really is when they they just, they're, they're not progressive, man. They're not moving forward with the times. They're still trying to get the vote of those old people that are still going out and voting, I guess. And maybe that's what they're and going And it's so after. interesting to me to, like, be the type of person I am and think how I do and then think, that a guy like that is in office running things, making decisions, and it's like such an absurd viewpoint. And I also think it's interesting to imagine seeing the world from his perspective, like to be in his body and, and, and what his eyes see. How is he perceiving things? But it's see, just man, so, so different. Than I think what it is, though, for a lot of those people who are in that place is like, I don't think they necessarily, um, they always say things because that's what they truly believe. I think they like say things because like, what's going to get me more votes if I go this way or this way? Yeah, and, and like if one politician goes one direction, like I'm going to legalize pot, then the other politician knows, damn, I could pick up all those people that don't agree with that. Possibly. So I'll change my stance. And then I'll pick up all his, his the people that dropped him because of this one thing, you know. Yeah, and I like literally. It. That's how they navigate. You have to. I like uh, Andrew Yang. Seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, running for we president. We talked about him a little bit. I think. Yeah, last Yang last Gang, but Yang Gang. I don't know who Yang I'm going to vote for. I, I might actually vote this year, dude. To be honest, I have never voted. No, I've never I know voted that's before either. Up. But I just haven't. I never have. Yeah. Like when Bush was in office, I really didn't give a shit. And then, um, 
That's basically been my outlook the entire time. <laughs> well, when Bush was in office, I was still in high school. Uh, it's such a naive way of looking at it. And I know this is so ridiculous, and this pisses people off. But I'm like, I just don't feel that my one single vote is really going to matter. That's majority of Americans, man. Yeah, but that's that's the fucked up part. That's why we're complaining about Trump, maybe, is because we're not as involved. Like... If we had been really involved since day one, maybe we wouldn't had had to select between Hillary and Trump in the first place. Yeah. You know, but because we just are so loosey-goose with it and let them kind of run the show um, and, and just complain online and then go to work and then complain more. Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a bad formula, bad, bad recipe for disaster. I'm not sure this is 100% accurate. Again, something that I've heard, but I could actually believe is like less than like 50% of registered voters actually get out and vote when it comes around to election time. I believe it. And that's just the people that are registered. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine all the people like that are in the hood that they're not going to register, you know? No. I could text 10 of my friends. And I would have, I would have bet that probably seven of them aren't, don't even have a card to vote, you know. Yeah, um, that's that's the that's a big problem, right? Like, why, why can we bank online and do all these things on our phone online and keep our passwords to our most personal things, like take pictures of your dick and they're just in your photo gallery on the cloud? Who knows what? But. You can't vote from your phone or register to vote from your phone. Like we should be able to vote for our from our phone. Should be able to. And it be some some sort of like Bitcoin. You know how they um process a transaction. Yes. Yeah, Involves like, several people to process this transaction. Why not have something like that for voting? I'm sure that's like definitely probably been talked about this shit before, but like maybe they think that it could be um, taken advantage of, and maybe people create. But how would you create multiple accounts for something? Like, because like you'd have to like enter in probably like specific very verification stuff to get registered. It's not like you can just make up a Sally Joe and give her a fake date of birth and stuff to like register to vote. Like, you'd, it, they'd have to like actually enter in shit that could like verify who they are. Yeah, maybe. but like people are making purchases online for things that are worth. Say say you you buy something online that's like twenty five hundred bucks and you just use PayPal. You're like, oh, it's yeah. all good. I know it's legit. People are comfortable enough to do that. Like, I think we could get this to work where you just check some boxes. That's another thing. We should have options of where our tax money is going to go, and everybody votes on who should get what. So, if you and I vote on Boy Scouts, then they get more money than the, I don't know, Parks and Rec or something because they have a certain percentage. Like the a certain percentage of the population agreed that, yes, okay, 16% of us wants to give this money to this group. So that's that's how it gets broken up, you know. We decide that that's something that's worth paying for. Like, because that is my money going towards that. Like, that's another option. I, I, I just don't, we're making it way and it's just this wishy-washy, oh, I don't know what to do, you know, because the politicians don't want to give us that kind of power. No, of course not. 
course not. Why would they want to make it easy and convenient? And yeah, where it makes it harder for them to. That's all it is, man. It fucks with their money and it fucks with like the big corporations' money. Like if you give the people that power to do shit like that, so like it's never gonna happen because there's way too yeah. much money flowing around and getting passed under the table between people to where you can't give the American people that much power because money, man. It all everything comes down yeah. to that fucking dollar. Always, side. everything. Always, it's it's always. You can have these conversations for hours, and that's what happens. You always get funneled into that one thing, money. Mm-hmm. It always funnels to that. It always points in that direction. Yeah. So you run around acting confused with your arms in the air. Don't be so naive. It's corrupt. They're all greedy, powerful pigs, and um, they could be doing it this way, but they're not because of that and... It's fucked. Chill out. It's probably never going to change. Like, what kind of dramatic event would have to take place for something like that to change? Yeah, it's either going to get a lot worse or a lot better. I almost feel like... Oh, it's probably definitely getting worse before it gets better. Really? You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it got kind of bad, and now that everybody's exposed and online, and you can't really hide anything, and everybody is voicing their opinions. Hashtag it's almost Epstein like didn't kill himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's almost like we're forcing that change. You know, like we we we're refusing um, nothing but. Yeah, kind of like man up in uh, was it Iceland? Uh, yeah, like up in Iceland, like the people like basically. Uh, boycotted, um, basically like, um, you know, being like more environmentally conscious and shit like that. And so like now Iceland is the only place like you can buy a tube of toothpaste that doesn't come in a box. Cause like, why, why do you need a box for toothpaste? Like you don't, you take it out of the box and you immediately throw it away. There's no point in buying toothpaste in a box, but it's sold that way because marketing like it looks better in a box it's more presentable in a box but it's just like little changes like that that this country has made because um the people stood up and they're like hey like come on let's let's do better for the environment and whatnot and they did something to influence the rules and the regulations around it to where now like it's again the only place in the world where you buy a tube of toothpaste not in a box which is kind of interesting that's what it's going to come down to it's going to have to come down to people yeah, like the citizens, enough people taking a stand and doing something to um, to get change. But I don't know. I don't know if the American people are... Um, I don't know if there's enough people that aren't lazy enough or that aren't, you know what I mean, like overly lazy to like get up off their ass and like actually go and be a part of a, you know, a major protest or something to bring change. I don't know. Maybe. I guess it depends on the cause. Like, what are they fighting for? Like, how important is it to them, like, for them to get out of bed and call into work one day and go stand in the street and yell a chance about something that they want? I don't know. It had to be, like I said, something dramatic or something that affects majority of people. Yeah. You have to make it a trend. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Which is easy to do with social media and shit these days. I mean... Yeah, remember um, the episode of The Office? 
Dwight is he bought the building and he's putting in a daycare and a gym and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets um he gets Daryl to come down and the guys from the warehouse to come over and work out. Yeah. And he's like, the trick is to get the black guys to do it. <laughs> and once the black guys do it, the white guys will do it. And then you get the black guys to stop doing it. <laughs> oh, man. It's like you gotta make it a trend you got to make it cool <laughs> what better way than like hip hop so and black up. people and sports kind of like influencing it's so funny man like the office is so perfect how they put things but literally that is the recipe for almost every fashion company shoes headphones shirts i mean they all just got to get that point small towards group to... that community yeah yeah so like if you can make um being environmental friendly and and uh, conscious about the whole thing then um you can make it work but it has to it has to be cool it has to be cool yeah people yeah people want to be a part of something cool that that gets respected you know and whatnot so like yeah if it's not cool if it's not fun if it's not the next big thing that gets you excited <laughs> nobody's gonna do it i say all this but it, it really the only change happens like in your eyes home, like if we stop buying bottled water and if we stop buying Nikes because they're paying people in China 20 cents an hour to work a hundred hours a week, banging out these Nike tennis shoes. It's like, that's the only way you see change and people spending controls everything. But I don't know. We just can't get, can't get it together. There's so many people in the world though, man. It goes back to that same thing of like, just because I, I'm one person, I'm one person of billions, like, why why should I do it? Like, why is, that's the way everybody thinks, why is my one effort, or how is my little effort going to make a difference? Yeah. And so, like. Like, my vote. They, yeah, yeah. So, like, they immediately get turned away, like, it doesn't matter, because just because I do it doesn't mean that anything's going to change. So, like, why should I yeah. change if it's not going to change anything? Which is a horrible way of looking at it. Too many damn people in the world, man. Somebody was telling me the other day that they're trying, they have, I don't know who they is, but this they. They, the mysterious they, the Wizard of Oz hiding behind the curtain. It's the they planning on killing off three billion people. That's half. Between now and 2030. You're talking about a... Have you heard about this? Yeah, you're talking about Thanos. Thanos? Right. That's what he wanted to do, right? right? That was his thing, right? He'd destroy half of the planet or, like, kill half of the population. From the Avengers Yeah, maybe movies. that dude was confused. <laughs> maybe somebody told him that, and he was like, hmm. he missed the part that it was out of a movie. Well, he told me that, but, yeah, so. Three billion in the next ten years? That's what he said. Between now and 2030, <laughs> they're going to try to kill off three billion people. What, disease? I don't know, dude. Can't like, trail. that's the quickest way, right? And, like, the most subtle way, like, subtle way to do it without people know you're doing it. Just release an epidemic. Yo, there's uh, two people here in China up in Beijing who have the plague. I've heard about that. What the fuck? The plague. That's crazy. That's not good. It all starts with <laughs> two people in China, man. That is the last place that you want disease to be that uh, has the chance of spreading rapidly. There are too many damn people here walking around 
to have something like the plague being spread around between people. That shit would spread like, oh, wildfire in a If there was field. ever a place to spread a plague, it would be China. I mean, there's just so many people stuffed into a spot like that. Sardines, man. Nearly. Literally. I mean, elbow to elbow. I, after that two weeks, dude, I got back to the States and we got back to Montana, and I just, like, I wanted to kiss the ground. I was so <laughs> proud to be an American. I swear to God, there's two things that have really made me patriotic, and one was American Sniper, and two was that little two-week stint in China, and then coming back to my new home in Montana. God damn, I'm just, like, so, so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Not for me. Not for me. I'm glad I experienced it, though. And, like, I think it's cool as hell that y'all are doing this for sure. But, man, I'm really in tune with my feelings and thoughts and shit a lot of times. And I just wasn't I wasn't comfortable like I am here, you know? Yeah. And, it, like I said, it's just, it's just kind of gross sometimes, man. And maybe this was because it's a bunch of kids in class. But, like, for example, I was in class the other day. I mean, like I told you about that guy digging in his nose in the subway not too long ago for like yeah. <laughs> fifteen straight minutes. Like, come on, man! How many boogers are really are really Dude, up there? Like, that makes takes... me gag. Seriously, like that makes me like kind of have those reflexes. So, just like, thinking about that, just in one of my classes the other day, and this is my oldest yeah. class too. So, like, a lot of these kids are like you know seven, eight, nine years old, right around eight years old or so. And I have 12 kids in this class. And at one point I'm talking, I'm teaching about something. And I kind of looking around the room. And I guarantee you there was about half of the kids, five or six kids in the class that are just digging in their nose at the same time. And just kind of, they're just lost into digging into their nose and picking their nose. Like, that's just, and like they're all doing it at the same time. Just kind of blatantly staring a little bit down and in front of them and just digging, digging. And it was like, oh my goodness, that happens so often. Again, everybody picks their nose. Oh, for sure. Not that big of a deal, but to notice it like simultaneously throughout half of the classroom is <laughs> just kind of like, do not yeah. high five any of these kids today. Just Ugh. do what that's you just what do. you're seeing, you know. And that's just the nose. I mean, these these kids are definitely digging in their butts, pissing on their hands. Oh, I got kids with their hands on I mean, their pants half of their class all the that's time. That's every kid though. Every kid does that. That's every adult. I do that now. Like get pissed on my hands and scratch my ass and smell it, but I usually, I usually Ooh. Watch yeah, I smell it sometimes too. I've uh, smelled it. Oh yeah, sometimes you just gotta <sighs> what check. A foul like, oh my god. Yeah, maybe I should. I know it's gonna be bad. It's bad every time. Yeah, but oh that's like god. kind of like what makes you do it, though, right? <laughs> yeah. What about yeah. picking a good scab? Man, I'm not into that. Yeah, I mean, if I could ever come across a girl with a little bit of a lazy eye and a scab on her elbow, oof. Oof. You know how you correct a lazy eye? You think you could give a lazy eye? Like, maybe we could give Jody a lazy eye? Like, a little more peripheral on the right eye, you know, because it'll be kind of stuck over here to the right a little bit, and then... um, Just give her really stoned all the time. I'd probably (laughs) give her a little bit of a lazy eye. I go a little cross-eyed when I smoke too much. Yeah, she can't do it, man. She does. She's not really into like doing weed and stuff that much. She gets too high way too easily, and uh, it just makes her really uncomfortable and a little nauseous. And so, she was never very good at very good at doing drugs. Yeah, she'd much rather drink, 
you know, and I'm 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 the opposite. Like I would I would much rather smoke. She'd much rather drink. I think I probably probably would too if I had an option, but I don't really have that option right now. So they do have those balloons out here though that are kind of fun occasionally, but that's only <laughs> like a, a once. Fun, that's only like a once every couple months too. Because man, I walk out of that place and my head is like, um. So was there like the oh, secret man. door when you came? Man, do you dude, remember? I honestly don't remember. No, it's not really a secret club. Like everybody obviously knows where it's at, but they have it hidden behind a a faux wall to make it look like a secret place. But yeah, you go mm-hmm. in and the music is pumping and you get the balloons and it's I guess it's what nitrous that's in the big tanks. And uh I don't know. I don't know. What what's in a whippet? That's basically a whippet, right? Yeah, like an NO2 maybe. Get a bunch of big balloons and just breathe balloons for an hour or so and just kind of get lost in your own little world. Yeah, but like describe the process of like acquiring a balloon in the setting and stuff. Uh, so it's like a nightclub kind of like the music is pumping loud. There's like usually like some red lights flashing. It's like kind of mirrors on the wall, like lasers and stuff going around. And it's just like a club. Nobody's up dancing. It's definitely not a dance club. Everybody's too high off of these balloons to get up and move anywhere from other than to go get more balloons and then back to their seat. Uh, and you give the bartender money and they give you like these old plastic tokens that say, how much you're buying or whatever. Usually they think to say like either 20 or 50 on them, which means like how many balloons you get. Then you go and give it to this guy. You stand in line and the guy has a, one of those big, you know, four foot tall tanks with all this gas in it and like a table full of just these balloons. You give him a token and he fills up five big balloons, gives it to you, go back, sit down and just start breathing the balloons. And, uh, yeah, man, when you take it, you just get kind of, um, like it's almost like on the edge of blacking out without blacking out. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. That that's how I felt. I felt like I was definitely just right there on the verge of passing out or just kind of losing the connection between Yeah, them. and like and you can hear the beat and the music. And so like that's all you do is like you kinda like lose your vision a little bit, but like it kinda like sucks you into like this little trance and like you just hear the music going. You're just kinda like in this own little zone for about five or ten seconds and then you just slowly like come back to and then that's just a hit of the balloon. It's as if you get sucked into this tunnel. It is kinda like a tunnel, yeah. And then you get returned back through the tunnel in reverse yeah back to your body yeah so it's like you you it's almost like you just um rocket forward through space and time and then you and then you slowly come backwards it's different man and it's definitely not good for the brain <laughs> it is uh scientists probably would not suggest that you do this but again it's i mean it feels pretty good it's fun Dude, it feels awesome, and with the lights and that music playing, because they got the DJ, and it's it's always like some techno or something. Oh yeah, it's like, like really hard shit, bass, hardcore. And you can just loud. feel that through your whole body and mind. And when you inhale that balloon, you hold it in as long as you can, and as you're exhaling, that music's just like it's almost like he he got the volume all the way down. He's like slowly turning it up. You, you come back to life through the music. It's it, it's really cool, man. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's not something you'd want to do every day or no, maybe even man. weekly, but on occasion. Every time I leave that place, I'm like, yeah, I got to go home and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I feel a little retarded. Yeah, <laughs> I feel Just a little retarded. Definitely. Yeah. But 
It's one of those just post-drug feelings, you know. Jody was cleaning out her backpack the other day and found, like, four tokens in her backpack. Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll just put these aside for next time. Let's go. Dude, um, Sam and Alyssa are having another baby. Yeah. I believe that they find out the sex of it today. Awesome. Shout out, Sam. Congratulations, What's up, Sam, Sam and Alyssa. Congratulations. We love you, buddy. Yeah. We'll be out there in Arkansas one of these days. One of these days. I bet Sam is really enjoying being a dad. You know, he would be the best dad ever. He's so good with kids and dogs and he's just <laughs> that dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should name your boy Ricky Bobby. Why the fuck would I want to name my kid Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> no, name him Swervin. Swerve Swervin Irvin. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Or like do it where his initials spell something. Your last name starts with an E, right? Yeah. So yeah, make it spell the like my tattoo on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I ain't gotta do nothing. <laughs> what is that tattoo? T-H-E. This is my son's initials T H E in yeah, Chinese. <laughs> there you go. It's really complicated. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember back in the day. This was before internet when uh, MTV had like road rules, and there was a dude on there called Yes. His name was Yes. Huh. Like yes, see. Please. Yes. That that was interesting. That had to have been like a nickname. Like surely his parents really didn't name him Yes. Maybe they were confused at the hospital. You didn't work at Crabtown, did you? I worked at Trappers, y'all's cousin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you remember the Cycles had that son named Beep. Mm. Beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. Beep, beep. Why do that to a child? That, to me, is just so selfish. Because you put that child through that for the rest of their life. They got to explain. It's like you gave them a birthmark on their face. Yeah. Or something. Some, some people to stare at and pick at. Oh, my God. I did an exhausting. acting job one time with this guy. His last name was Robin. And his first name was Christopher, of course. And so every time he introduces himself, he's like, hey, I'm Christopher Robin. And they're like, oh, like Winnie the Pooh. Like every single time. This dude introduces himself. He has to be like, yeah, never heard that one before. Like Winnie the Pooh. And like, how? Dude, I'm I'm the type of person to think the joke and not say it because I understand that he probably gets that all the time and I'm not going to be original. Yeah, well, you're a small never go percentage. with the first joke, dude. Just think about it for a split second. How many times has this guy heard it? Are you going to get a laugh right now? Or is this dude just going to be like another fucking one of these guys, you know? Yeah, man. Come on. Come on. When I had my hair long and my beard long, everybody, everybody, you look like Jesus. (laughs) Bless you, child. Bless you. You know what I wanted to say? The biggest difference between me and Jesus is that I actually exist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah man yeah that would have been it was like usually on thanksgiving or something oh shit which that would totally kill the vibe <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude speaking of jesus you know who street jesus is that the name sounds so familiar street jesus jorge masvidal <laughs> 
Oh, okay. He's a UFC guy, right? So he just technically beat Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz. Man, that fight was such bullshit. It was bullshit, man. They split them open, man. Everybody knows that Nate gets split open like that. It's just so stupid. But now his older brother, Nick Diaz, is coming out of the shadows, and now he wants to fight Jorge Masvidal. He says that that's the baddest motherfucker belt. He's like, you beat my little brother. I'm the baddest motherfucker. It's kind of a toss-up between Jorge fighting Nick Diaz or Conor McGregor. What would you like to see? One of these days, they should like take a UFC match and have it like like put three or four guys in the ring together, and just have like a last man standing type of deal for UFC. Yeah, it's called WWE. Yeah, but make it like the real shit, man. Put both of the Diaz boys in there, McGregor and Masvidal, and just let them go after it and see who the last man standing is. If you get knocked out, you're done. If you get submit, you're done. You got to leave the ring. What? Would that not be entertaining? I know. That would never happen. They they had something that was like an actual sport, kind of like I've seen video of. Uh, it's probably like an underground thing, I'm sure, of where they had like multiple people fighting at one time. And then, uh, yeah, until one person won. Or maybe it was like two teams of four against four or something like that. Uh, man, that would be nuts. D's nuts. So, would you rather see Jorge Masvidal fight Nick Diaz or Jorge Masvidal fight Conor McGregor? I think Diaz for a better fight, but McGregor because of his name and kind of like what he brings to a fight too. Yeah, I thought the same thing, dude. I was like, I'd much rather see Jorge versus Nick, but I think Conor would bring in more money. Definitely more money. But I don't really care to see it, honestly. I don't I don't really give a fuck. I, I'd really like to see him and Nick fight. <laughs> I just want to see Nick fight. It's been so long. That dude fought legends. But like a Khabib most of all. He's gonna he's gonna fight uh Tony Ferguson next, probably. Mm. And then out of all these guys down there. Fighting over this BMF belt will probably be the next one after Tony. If Tony doesn't win, Tony could That's so win. so funny, you man. Know, Tony's BMF a belt. Can like <laughs> yeah. can any weight class fight for that belt? Uh, no. I think it's it's more like a one and done belt. But if him and Nick do decide to fight, he's gonna put it back on the line. But knowing Jorge, well, it's hard to say because he is a real dude, so he might want to really settle that belt but also it's business and i'm pretty sure connell will bring in more money because he he's gonna bring an entire country with him and he hasn't fought since he lost to khabib so it's gonna be a huge huge card probably a lot more money so it's hard to say no to money of course especially when you're up up against this little silly stuff this little silly bmf stuff yeah but then again you get to fight nick diaz who is like the goat, an, you know, one of the goats. An animal. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Either way, I would watch either one of them. I would like to watch either one of them. Yeah, I want to see them both. The fights actually come on at, like, a really good time here. Because, like, usually fights start, like, around noon on Sunday. Yeah. Which is great Remember for we me. we were at the bar. Oh, yeah. Watching yeah, yeah. Uh, Israel Adesanya versus 
Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. that over up in Beijing. And at the same time, Devontae Davis was fighting. And I was hungover as fuck, dude. Yeah. I couldn't keep nothing down. Everything was making me nauseous. Like <laughs> I couldn't look at my hands without like just being like, I hate you. Oh, throw up. Like My bad. But that fight was exciting. Yeah, um it well even still it works out good for me now at work because like my classes are over at like like right at eleven fifty five. And usually the fights are coming on like right around twelve to twelve ten. So like I can just spend my lunch break in the office, go in, find it online. Usually Reddit.com streams all the fights or something. And uh I'll just watch the fights from my desk during my lunch break. So like usually the main events I usually get to watch at work. Uh so yeah, I watched that last one. Um yeah, I guess that Mazaval was the last one that I watched. I guess that was the last big one, so it's cool, man. I like the UFC. I love it, man. Yeah, it looks like Khabib, he'll fight Ferguson. And if he beats Ferguson, he wants to fight George St. Pierre. So that would be, that would be, I think. GSP? Um, I thought he was done, though, yeah. man. Like, he's he's getting kind of old. No, he's just, he's just been kind of in the shadows waiting on a, a solid guy. Yeah. A solid guy to fight. A fight, yeah, worth, yeah. A fight worth fighting. That's what he said. He's like. He's to the point where he's not really excited anymore. And he's like, when you get like that, that's when you can start getting knocked out and stuff because you're not you're not hungry. You're not training hard enough. You're not in it. He, he lost his last it, fight, didn't it. he? I don't know, did he? Dude, he fought somebody earlier this year, and I'm pretty sure that he lost. GSP lost? Are you sure? I'm, you should Google that shit. I know he has a couple losses, but I don't know if it was recently. He fought earlier this year, and I'm pretty sure that he lost. Damn. Pull that shit up on Google, man. Jamie. Where's Jamie at? We really Jamie. need Jamie. Google that shit. <laughs> yeah. Let me see here. No, he's got two losses. One in 04, one in 07. Last time he fought was in uh, 2017. He fought Michael Bisbing and beat him. No, dude, I could Dude, he's fought since I've been out here in China because I remember again I was watching it. George Saint Pierre. Yes, it was probably an old rerun. No, dude, the last time he fought was November fourth, two thousand seventeen. He fought Michael Bisbing. Remember, Michael Bisbing was drunk at the thing and. Uh, <laughs> And George St. Pierre, he's like, Are you intoxicated or something? <laughs> and like it became a meme. <laughs> he said, What are you intoxicated? <laughs> so everybody's like throwing this meme around. And he's like, Fuck yes, we're in Vegas or something. No, they were in New York City. Oh, Dude, man. I know That's for so a fact. Man, hit your refresh button on that website, man. GSP has fought him since then. Are you intoxicated or something? <laughs> Maybe I am. But I know that <laughs> <laughs> I know that he's Fossinson. It has to been GSP. It wasn't Anderson. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you. That was the last time, 2017. I don't believe you. So something new for me, man. Um I bought a new pair of pants for the first time since Richard's wedding. And the ones that I got from Richard's wedding, I didn't even buy. Richard bought them for us. finally bought a new pair of pants yeah this is my newest pair of pants since whenever that was I mean that was what three years ago how's it feel 
Uh, I like them. Yeah, and they're actually they're kind of like skinny jeans too, which is the first pair of like skinny pants that I've ever owned. Also, clothes are super cheap there. I don't know why you're holding out. Uh, yeah, these weren't that bad. These are U.S. dollars, probably like uh, I don't know, maybe thirty dollars. I didn't even mean to like buy these pants. I went to the mall specifically actually to buy a backpack because the last one was fucking up all my shirts. So now since I gotta buy new <laughs> shirts, I was like, well, I gotta get a new backpack. And so I went there to look for a backpack and just happened to stumble into this store. But here's another thing, too. I thought they were on sale, right? So, like, I can't read Chinese, but I saw 88 and another little symbol next to it. And I was like, well, shit, maybe these are, like, only 88 quiet. That's pretty cheap. And so, like, I picked a pair out. I tried them on. They fit pretty good. And I went to go check out. And the lady started speaking to me in Chinese, just blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, Timba Dong, I don't understand. I just want to buy these jeans. And she's like, well, blah, 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 blah. And was like pointing to where I got the jeans and was saying something about the 88. And I was like, is it two for 88? Or, and she says, and I thought she said, yes, two for 88. So I was thinking, like, if I buy two of something, I get them both for only 88 <laughs> quiet like a piece and it's going to save me some money. So I'm like, okay. So I walk back over to this section and they got like a whole corner <laughs> of the store of like hoodies and shirts and jeans all with like this 88 sign next to it. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I pick out a hoodie, right? To go with the jeans. Um, I go back up, I check it out and she brings it up and I give her my phone to pay for it. She scans my phone and I look at it and it says 411 quiet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I just spent like twice of what I intentionally wanted to spend because I thought she was telling me like shit was on sale for only 88 quiet. <laughs> so I have no idea what that 88 even meant. But for whatever reason, she made me go back and buy something else. I ended up spending twice as much money for a pair of jeans that I wasn't even planning on buying. And you bought it? Well, yeah, it was already too late by then. And I didn't know how to tell her like, no, that's not what I wanted to do. My Chinese isn't that advanced. So instead of like arguing with him... I was just like, okay, thanks, Cecilia. See, I'm trying to get better at just dipping on that in that moment, just just leaving and not paying for those jeans or the hoodie, or maybe just figuring it out and like getting to the jeans. But I've done that where I just I'll just pay for it and then I'll regret it and be like, man, why the fuck did I do that? I was trying to get a good deal and it turned into the exact opposite because I couldn't stand up for myself. But then again. You probably got a fire outfit now, you know? I do like the hoodie, although I got home and I showed Jody. And, like, the hoodie's kind of like a like, like a white, creamish color. And, like, it has, like, a little symbol, like, up over on the left breast, right? And I kind of noticed it at first. And I it's thought like, it, it, it means the. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, right over my, my <laughs> tattoo of A. Uh, <laughs> and I get home and I show Jody, and she's like, that's kind of funny. And, like, the symbol, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. I just thought it was something Chinese. And when I get home, kind of find out it's, like, three dumplings. And it's a circle that just says, eat dumplings on the hoodie. So I got a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a hoodie that says, eat dumplings in a pair of jeans for twice as much money. Yeah, their fashion's so off. Because there would be a lot of American words on some shit like little kids will be walking around with the most random sayings i know you've seen it yeah like kids will have an american saying on their hat that says something dirty it'd be like a little six-year-old kid and it says smoke pot all day 420 or something yeah there was this girl on the subway one time she was like <laughs> nine years old and her t-shirt said if i was a bird i know who i'd shit on 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's She's awesome. like nine. She has no idea what that shit says. It was pretty funny, though. I'd love to hit the uh, Chinese thrift store, just get some random <laughs> random stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to shop out there, though, because like, being a white dude, they think you're thinking... You know, get one over on you. Dude, I'm in H&M. I'm in H&M a lot when I'm trying to shop for something. H&M, um, their styles are like right, H&M. and they're they're pretty cheap out here, too. And it's pretty yeah. easy to like, get what you want inside there. But, yeah. Dude, I've just been going to thrift stores, honestly. Like, Goodwill, and there's a couple really, really good thrift stores around here. I just like the randomness of it, and I don't know. Yeah, you can't find thrift shops here. Man, I just miss that unique randomness of thrift store finds. And, and plus, yeah, digging for a little piece of treasure. Yeah. And then you got this unique one-of-a-kind. I'll buy some weird-ass shirts that has like a like picture of like a whole kid's softball team. And say like <laughs> number 12, Derek, on the back, you know. But it fits good, and I like the patina. <laughs> Why not? yeah oh man good stuff out there boy and what if you happen to like cross paths with like Derek one day and he's just like yeah bro (laughs) why are you wearing my shirt (laughs) oh I'm sure it happens I saw one at a at a thrift store that was like um you know when it like somebody from the hood dies and then their homies make the t-shirts with like the big airbrushed oh yeah R.I.P. You know, little money, little money gang, and then there's like a little. Pig. I've seen those, and I've I've even thought about. It. I tried it on actually. It was like a, I forget what you call it, like a memorial mm. shirt, but um, it didn't fit. <laughs> but that, that would be so funny, oh, dude. Man. I was gonna ask you. I had one thing on the list I wanted to talk about. Didn't you rap with Jimmy Fallon? Uh, I had a lip sync battle with Jimmy Fallon. Oh yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, dude, that was uh, when we went to That's New York City a few years ago for Jody's birthday. Man, it was I've so cool how even got those tickets. Like, I ha- actually, in a way, kind of had to win them because, like, they only give out like a certain amount, like all the time, you know. So, like, you basically put in like the days you'll be available, and like, I had to submit it like like two or three months in advance for like the days I was going to be there and be available. And then I ended up getting an email about like two or three weeks before we went saying congratulations like you got tickets to the tonight show and uh donald trump was even like the guest that night this was before he became president this is when he was running for mm. president um he was like the special guest that night him and norm mcdonald norm mcdonald is so fucking funny i love norm mcdonald so that happened and so uh, yeah we we're there we're watching the show we do the recording and stuff and like during like the commercial breaks fallon would like go up and walk kind of in the audience and let people, you know, ask him questions and stuff. And he goes around to a few people and comes around to our side. And I'm raising my hand the whole time. And he gives me the mic. And and I was just like, hey, man, like, I always see you do your limp sync battles. And I was wondering if uh, you'd have a limp sync battle with me, too. And he was like, okay, yeah, what do you want to do? And so I did Wrecking Ball, like Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. Um, like, the band played it a little bit. And then, like, he was singing. And I was, like, lip singing while he was singing. And then he did a song. Oh, I thought it was a rap battle. It wasn't a rap battle. It was like a lip sync battle that he does. Mm, it was pretty cool. I feel like y'all would get along. He's a big drinker, right? I've heard he, he likes to party. I don't know. I'm sure he did. He was a lot of fun. 
I was honestly, it may have been like the nervous I I have ever been. Like when he came around to me to ask me a question, like I was sitting there like actually talking to him. <laughs> like I felt like I I felt like I just almost like took a hit off of one of those balloons for like a split second yeah. before I started like wow. asking him my question. It was kind of like a you were starstruck, a little starstruck, man. Yeah, because like just the whole vibe. I'm at the fucking Tonight Show. Talking to Jimmy Fallon, like asking him to do a lip sync battle in front of all these strangers and shit, and uh, but yeah, we doesn't. did. It was fun. That's pretty amazing, man. That's a pretty epic story. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm glad I did it. Like I had that idea in my head like the whole time too. Like going into it, it was like it's like man, if I could somehow like do like a little lip sync battle with him, like that would be awesome. And luckily, I was able to pull it <laughs> off. And uh, get him. That's amazing. He chose me to ask a question out of the audience. So, yeah, man, it was fun. Very cool. Do you feel like you won the battle? Uh, fuck yeah, I won that battle. I was way more dramatic than he was with my song. Is there a video of that? I wish there was a video of that. No, because you're not allowed to do like pictures of video while you're inside the studio. Um, mm. and it was like during a commercial break, so like there wouldn't be. I mean, if there is, like, footage, it's not something that would have been put on TV or anything, so. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, dude, like, we've been playing a lot of PUBG recently on PC again. Uh, me and this group of about four or five other guys. Uh, we go on Mondays. We usually get there around Monday afternoon, and uh, we'll play pretty late. We played for tw- 12 hours on Monday. Yeah, we spent, like, all afternoon playing PUBG. Like, we got there at, like, 2 o'clock, 2.30, and we played until, like, 2 a.m. Um, but we just hung out at the cafe and, like, <laughs> it was just, like, drinking some beers, playing the game. We'd have food delivered to us there at the cafe and just enjoying our day off, enjoying the weekend. And That's a good-ass time. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I love days like that, man, where you just give it up to video games, food, and fucking off. We did, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I drank. Treat yourself. Yeah, I had a little bit too much to drink that day because, like, before we went to the cafe. <laughs> well, before we went to the cafe, I went to a buddy's house who invited me and Jody over for some brunch. He was like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna cook like some, uh, some egg in the hole and some." Where steak was and Rancheros? Eggs. Do you know what egg in the hole is? It's like where you put a hole in the toast. Yeah, I've never heard of that until a couple yes. of days ago. It always kind of fucks up, though, because that egg, you know, kind of leaks out, and then you got this, might as well just make um, French, French toast. Toasts. French yeah. toast. Uh, really, any other combination, but it's fun. Like, okay, first of all, I, I respect the guy. Like, I really appreciate him inviting us over there. It's very nice of him to offer to cook his brunch and stuff like that. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, he wasn't, like prepared for it though right so (laughs) so like he bought uh his cooking walk like that morning before we came um he didn't have a spatula to like turn over the toast and the eggs and stuff so he was using like a butcher knife to like (laughs) to like flip the eggs and the toast right um what which is oh my god um if you if you don't have a spatula why would you make that meal i don't know man like i said he just Make want- scrambled eggs and toast. You could do all that with the fork. So he he had a friend in from out of town as well, and like he just wanted to have a little brunch and stuff. And um, they just moved here like a month ago, so maybe they were still trying to get their stuff together, or 
it was maybe still packed away and they weren't sure where it was at. Either way, it's fine, man. Like I said, I appreciate inviting us. We had fun. Yeah. Um, but also, I talked to him. I was like, hey, man, I'm I'm going to bring a bottle of wine. Uh, do you have a bottle opener? He's like, yeah, I got one around here somewhere. But we get there, and I'm ready to open my bottle, and we couldn't find the wine. So I spend the next 25 minutes <laughs> trying to take this damn cork out of the bottle of wine, right? Googling it. How'd you get it out? Well, he starts going after it with, like, a sharp steak knife and trying to, like, dig the cork out. And that's not working very well. <laughs> that's the worst. No, no. That's the worst option. Yeah, I should have. I shouldn't have let the guy without a spatula try to open my bottle of wine. <laughs> I found there's three things that work. You you can dig it out. You can put a screw in there and pull it out with some pliers or a hammer or something. No, we didn't. Nothing or like that. You can put um, the bottle in a shoe, and then you take that shoe and you hit that bottom of the shoe up against the wall or a hard surface, okay. and the bottle connects with that. And then yeah, that that. Cork slowly lifts up out. So that's what I did, but I did it a little backwards. So, like, I was hitting the bottom of the bottle with the shoe. Like, I was hitting it with the heel of the shoe. And it started working. Like, the cork started coming out, but it got to a point to where the cork was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to come out anymore. And so, like, before I could get it all the way out the other way, I was trying to, like, get a grip (laughs) on it and, like, pull it. But it was just breaking apart, and I couldn't get it out. So what I did is I switched to the option of, fuck it, I'm going to push this cork back into the bottle, and I'll just pour the wine out past the cork. And so that's what I did. I found something broad enough, and then I just hammered the cork back down into the neck of the bottle and uh, proceeded oh, to I pour see. the wine out yeah. after that. That's that's option four. You, you, you drop the cork into the bottle. Yeah, that's what I had to do. I had no other choice. No, no screwdriver. Which is not a bad option if you don't go with the trying to get it out chunk by chunk option you know you just have that cork that full cork in there like there's nothing wrong with that no it's fine cork making contact with the wine in there it's probably uh it's like give it a little extra it's okay you might feel you might feel that little extra on your palate (laughs) yeah it may not be the original flavor you were looking for but okay (laughs) so um so i end up drinking that bottle of white wine there at his apartment um so by, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm a bottle of wine in, right? Head to the cafe a little after two o'clock, and I take <laughs> two more bottles of wine with me to the cafe oh, and proceed to Lord. drink those throughout the afternoon and evening. No. Uh, That's a hangover. That's Oh, my um, head hurts so bad Tuesday morning. I had a big headache Tuesday morning. That is the worst headache. A wine? A wine hangover. Yeah, it hurts. It, it, by far. It hurts. The worst head. It feels like you got hit in the head with the baseball bat. Like it's the most. It's one of those like you can't even wiggle your head. You know what I mean? You wiggle your head just a little bit, and shit's like whoa. Yeah, it wasn't fun, man. I, yeah. I kind of. I mean, I don't want to say learned my lesson because I knew better going into it, but I don't know, man. I just felt like drinking wine. Like I didn't want to go buy a bottle of liquor. I was kind of burnt out on drinking beer. I was like, well, wine. Wine is tasty. I'll just sip on some wine. So yeah, yeah, so by the end of the gaming session, after three bottles of wine that day, I was uh, it was a fun afternoon. It was a fun afternoon, dude. The trick not a is, fun morning. you're gonna have to pee a lot, but if you want to span it out for that long amount of time, yeah, you need a gallon of water with you, and you need to like bring down the alcohol content, or like, you know what I mean? The the percentage, like, get a weak wine, get get like a 
A weak ass. Something in the single digits. A nine percent. Fuck that. How am I gonna how am I gonna get drunk if I drink at nine percent? You drink three bottles. Oof. We need to get more hobbies because we went back on Thursday. <laughs> on Thursday afternoon at like six o'clock and played for like another four hours on Thursday. How does that cafe work? Like you just walk up in there and you put quarters in like it's a damn laundry mat or I wish it was that, that easy. We were actually banned from it for like a week. What? But it wasn't the cafe's fault. They blamed it on the government and said it had to do with like government regulations. Um, but what I think it is is like it's not because we were foreigners. I think like the government put out something that said like you need a a Chinese ID card to be able to sign in and play at these cafes. It's like some regulations the government is trying to do to like limit gaming for kids and stuff and like limit how much time they spend on video games. Huh. But so I think it goes hand in hand with that. It's like we would go in and be like, hey, we want to play. And they're like, okay, uh, do you have your Chinese ID? Like, no, we have a passport. And like, no, you need a Chinese ID. And they wouldn't let us play with that one. But that lasted mm-hmm. like a week. And then we were calling them like every day asking if we could go in and play. And then finally they were like, fuck it. Fuck it. Come on. Come on. Just come play. So yeah, you go in and like you give them like 100 kwai. And that gives you a card with it's basically like 10 kwai an hour to play. So it like preloads like 10 hours of play on your card. Um, then you go sit down and play. Whenever you're done, you give them the card back. And like I said, it's really cheap. It's 10 quiet an hour to play. It's like $1.50 an hour, pretty much. How many systems are up in there? They got a lot. They have a lot. So like downstairs, they have, I don't know, maybe like 20 computers downstairs and another 15 or 20 upstairs. How much do you think those systems are worth? You've built one before. I feel like they're cheapest, like Rand, a little bit nicer than the one that I had. Why don't you take me there, dude? I was going to. I told you about it before you came out here. I said, like, we should go out to this cafe and play for a little bit. But you were sick, like, half the time you were here. We just didn't get to yeah. We just didn't get to make it out there. <laughs> Not your fault. I mean, fuck, we were sick. I got sick. I was sick for a couple of days while you were here. It was just bad timing, man. I wanted to get a stomach bug this last weekend. You could lose about 15 pounds on a good stomach bug. <laughs> There was a really big football game on OU and Baylor played this last Sunday and the game started at like 8:30 in the morning on Sunday morning and I I debated on Sunday morning for actually I was debating the whole week on calling in on Sunday morning so I could stay home and watch that football game. <laughs> I ended up not there. Dude, it sounds to me like you're getting burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. You getting a little burnt out a like bit. doing the doing the school thing and you got a raise and a promotion is that just more stress or you're not yeah i just don't, I don't care on? about any of that anymore i'm just like yeah <laughs> i was just telling jody that earlier today like we're sitting on the couch out. yeah we're just sitting on the couch and i was like i do not want to go into work today i was like i feel like i hate that i have to go into work right now oh man um it's not so much about like just like living here in china or anything it's just like the job itself i'm just like like, I like my kids a lot. There are a lot of my students that I, I really enjoy being around and I have a lot of fun with. But just the overall work at the school and stuff, it's just like, eh, I don't know. I have my eyes set on, like, I want to do something better. I want to do something that I actually enjoy a lot more than this. And there's definitely days that I'm just like, I do not enjoy this. I'm not having a lot of fun. So I don't know. There's different ways teachers can think about it. Like, you can either take the approach of, um, I really don't give a fuck. I'm just kind of here because 
these Chinese people want me to, you know, want me to speak English and dance in front of their kids like a monkey. So that's what I'm going to do because they're going to pay me a lot of money to do it. Or you have those people who like actually care about their classes and like their kids and they enjoy seeing progress and shit like that. And that's how Jody and I are. Like I actually, it makes a difference to me to like see my kids progress and like get better. And I have a couple classes right now who just have not been progressing and not been doing well. And it frustrates the hell out of me because like I try to do new things or I try to make the class better and stuff, and it's just like um, things just don't seem to work. And so like it makes it more stressful to go into class and try to teach them than it makes it more fun. And just little things like that take away from it, and it's it just kind of gets to the point of like um, you can either really care about the job, and uh, if you don't do well, it affects how you feel, or you just don't care about the job, so you don't even give a fuck when you go into class, and you could just play games for an hour and a half and not care about the results, and then those people are probably a lot happier <laughs> because they don't care. But, I don't know, I do care, and so, like, that's what makes it stressful and, like, not fun sometimes because I do care so much, and when you don't see good results, it just makes it kind of not as fun. You know what I mean? I've never really had that attitude when it comes to work of just, like, going in and not caring and not doing a good job, like, when I go somewhere. No, I hate that. That's why I'm like... If I feel like that, I'm not going to be here because I'm not that type of person. Yeah. Like, I got to I gotta give a shit a little bit, you know? But, yeah, there's those jobs you just do because you need the money. I mean, that's that's sadly the majority of people. But um, you can always find a little, little something in there to give a shit about. But sometimes, man, you just get to that point where you just can't find it. Sometimes it's like... Do you really give a shit or are you just convincing yourself to give a shit? Like, would you give a shit if money wasn't on the line? Would you even be there? Probably not. Mm. If you had a million dollars in the bank, you would not give a shit no. about teaching those kids English. No. Yeah. It's almost like we need to act as if we have a million dollars in the bank. That freedom, that perspective, that not give a shitness. You can be who you want to be because you got fuck you money. Like, have that mindset. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Just do what you want to do, you know. But, of course, you can't go buy a house or a Lambo, but you got that mindset. Mm. Take, like, that mindset into your day job of, like... It's more like don't even have the day job because that's not the kind of shit you would do if you were a millionaire. Oh, I see. Still be productive, though, because I think even when you have a lot of money, you always find a place in a way, in a space to be productive. So it's like, chase that. Like, chase that thing you land on after you've made all your money and had all your fun. What really, really matters to you? What What would you really, really do if you just had all the money and all the free time? But people go get a degree in psychology and become uh, psychiatrists, and then they get in there and they convince themselves that this is where they need to be, this is where they want to be, and they just continually convince themselves, reconvince themselves. Three more months go by, four more months, five years go by, and then eventually they're like, they don't even know who they are. They're just the psychiatrist because they've been playing that role for so long. So this is the message of today's podcast. Stop acting, dude. It is acting. I have another I'm acting guy coming up. Stop acting, start acting. Oh. 
That's the name of the podcast right there. Stop acting, start acting. Yeah, that could be good. Well, man, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. It's yeah, it's 2:30 a.m. I need a gym tomorrow, man. I've been I went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I did not go Monday, Tuesday. Did you or just yesterday. call it you need to gym? Yeah, I need a gym. What is that? Is that what people call it out there? <sighs> Fuck yes, and now they're rubbing off on me. I need to gym. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they don't say they don't say I'm going to I might start saying that. They don't say I'm going to the gym. They just say I'm going to gym. Like they make it like a verb, not a noun. Dude, this one guy out here, I, I would, I was working with him. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going to the gym," and he's like, "Oh, tell him I said hi." <laughs> and I'm like, "Who?" And he's like, "Jim." Like every time, and it was such a bad joke that I would forget it was even a thing because I just I needed it out of my mind. So every time he said it, it caught me off guard. Worked every time. Mm. Lame every time. Dad joke. If you call the gym, Jim, that's a dad joke. Gymnasium. Now that would be a good name for a kid. Like name him Gymnasium, <laughs> or just Nasium. Nasium is pretty cool. It actually sounds like a allergy medicine. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that should be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take Nasium if you're pregnant and or diabetic. Could cause severe diarrhea. You need to bring it next time. As far as what? I'd really like you to drink more. Like a whole bottle? Ooh. Whatever you gotta do. Maybe. I think a lot of this, though, man, too, it's like, it's so late, man. It's late. I work all <laughs> afternoon and evening and Wednesday. The last thing you need to do is drink more. Fucking hate. Yeah, that's true, too. That's what we do here on the Porn Smoke Con podcast. We, uh... <laughs> the Porn Smoke Contrast. <laughs> Come on in. Porn Smoke Contrast. Have a seat. Pour a smoke. Roll a drink. Relax with us for a little while. Have some fun. So that's it, man. Here we go. Seven in. It's been great. Looking forward to the next one. And uh, until then, take care of yourselves, folks. Adios, amigos. Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it.